top of the frickin' morning to you. My name is Rob. This is the Top Shot Insider Earwax Podcast. The branding is absolutely terrible, but we're getting into it, documenting the journey. Today we're talking through Top Shot Season 3 packs, what's going down in New York City, and uh, the Wax blockchain, and you know, some other blockchains because we're into some other projects also. Um, it is pitch black walking around this tree and it's raining on me. We're outside here doing a podcast. Why? Because I need to do this every morning. I got off this a little too heavy on just watching the markets and stuff in the morning. Uh, this is much more therapeutic for me. So we're going to start doing more podcasts. Helpful for me. I need to start talking through some of these things to this tree right here. I think we might name him Steve. Not quite sure. need to figure out a name for this guy. This guy's a, one of my best friends, basically. Anyway, jumping into Top Shot first. Top Shot. Let me be quick with it. Series 3. 10 freaking packs we can purchase. Love it. 90 bucks. Dang. 60K per moment. Sorry for the car. This guy's speeding. Still dark, bro. You can't play golf yet. And um, 10 packs. I'm buying 10. 110%. My dad, I just got my dad into NBA Top Shot. And um, freaking awesome. He loves it. We talk about it all the time. He's looking at moments, trying to flip them, trying to figure out like what's a good one he could get in. Trying to keep above his initial money he put in, of course, because he's super speculative. But um, he's in it. He's getting packs. He's having fun, ripping things, trying to get some low serial numbers. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, it kind of segues into, and not the pack discussion, but what Rohan said on the stage in uh, New York, at New York City uh, uh, NFT conference. He basically said that, hey, guess what, Top Shot are basically NBA fans. His goal, and he, he doesn't want to rest until all NBA fans have an NBA Top Shot account because it's the ultimate level of fandom. Booyah. That's freaking awesome to hear. It is true. I tr truly believe that digital assets are the ultimate way to showcase that you're a huge fan by either A, holding the bag, holding a huge amount of money to show you're a fan, and that's really all it's about. Kind of sad. You got your cool jerseys, all that stuff, right? But um, it's kind of the new wave to showcase that you are a huge fan digitally, and that's really the ecosystem we live in now so uh it's gonna be awesome i think top shots only starting i think the the markets are actually up a little bit i never watch the top shot markets uh don't really watch my portfolio anymore just kind of hold my stuff sell things every now and then i sold a rare wnba moment i just want to recoup some cash for an upcoming legendary drop you know will come so we've got to get the cash there so we don't have to spend our ethereum on it um and then we're moving on to the packs so 60k is the cc now so uh, circulating count 60K, it may be more. And um, now, why am I still going to buy 10 packs here? Uh, I'm going to buy 10 packs. I'm going to my personal plan, probably going to open like five of them for fun. I'm going to keep five. I'm never going to open them for quite some time because Series 3 S1 is still pretty damn early in this whole crazy thing, in my opinion, right? I think we can get to 100K serial number in the future. Sure. But you know what's cool? Having a chance to get a number one. Like, what's, I think it's probably even cooler to have an S3 serial number one than it is to have a S2 serial number one. Why? Because it's that much more rare because so many freaking moments. 60K, right? But now, um, let's talk about like the 4Ks as a rookies. And I don't even know the basketball players. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. But I do know the markets, and I do know the platforms, and I do know gaming. And I know how these things work, in my opinion. At least I'm confident in that. Listen to what I say and take it with a grain of salt. 
um, because I'm just me, just taking my observations and doing with it what I should. And I make, made terrible decisions, don't you worry. I didn't buy my board at Yacht Club and I was staring at it for 300 bucks. Ooh, stupid. But anyway, we're going towards Top Shot. So Top Shot, um, super bullish on it. Gonna kind of hold my stuff for quite some time. I may sell like a, a rare every now and then because I need to get $1,000. Now, let's actually talk about this. This is such a crazy, terrible podcast, but this is how my brain works and we're gonna continue rolling with it. If I sold, gosh, just $5,000 worth of stuff, um, on Top Shot and didn't hold it because Top Shot's just like the long-term hold. You have to be comfortable with the money in there. To if you're in Series One and Series Two, you just have to kind of wait for probably five years, <laughs> to be quite honest. But just know this: if you sell something now, you may not get it back for that price unless there's a huge, huge dip, which there probably will be. And you have to time the market if you're into that sort of thing. If you want to sell now and maybe it's a little higher and you think that you have to pay attention if you actually want that moment again you have to pay attention find out when it dips below it and buy so then you're a plus ev but you know what i don't think it's worth the time so i'm just going to hold the stuff that i believe in holding my master's challenge pack holding my even it's going to be the last one open holding my lebron s1 i only have one of them it's worth less than what i bought it for went up to ten thousand, didn't sell it Went down to uh, 1,000, didn't sell it. Still have it, gonna hold it forever. It's kind of my legacy in this little Top Shot platform. Anyway, with Top Shot in general, I think you have to just kind of wait. Unless you spike something huge, like a serial one, you wanna sell it for like $10,000 or something. I don't see there's many ways, unless you wanna play the challenge side. You wanna play like right now, I think there's a, um, there will definitely be, in my opinion, if you wanna put money into it, the, um, God, the archive, what the heck is it called? Fandom moment, the Vince Carter, the Clay Thompson, and now the Chris Bosch. Uh, I'm pretty sure, they, I'm just guessing they'll do a, a master challenge on it. Um, I think that'd be epic. I think it'd be like an awesome way to get MJ in the platform. Super speculative, but that's just what I think would happen. Um, I'm not putting any money into it. Um, even if I did believe MJ was there, uh, I can't put more money into Top Shot currently. <laughs> Because if I all the money I have is going into things I believe in even more true right now that is spiking pretty hard and hasn't even hit to its full potential yet. And I think it hit its full potential in a couple months. So all my money is going towards a wax blockchain. Ethereum profile-based things is kind of the same thing with Top Shot. I think it's a slow burn. It's going to keep going up. It's going to slowly go up. If you sell it, you might not get back into what the club you wanted to now um, in the future. Right? That's what I think. All right, Wax Blockchain. This is the Earwax Podcast, even though the branding is not there at all whatsoever. But this is the Wax Blockchain in your ear. So it took me seven minutes to get here, and I could talk about this for seven days straight, probably. All the projects on Wax. I mentioned it in my Instagram. There's literally a channel on Telegram. And this is why I think Wax and the teams here, they're working, all working together more than any blockchain I've ever seen, right? I haven't looked at all of them. Please tell me if you know a blockchain that is doing more collaboratively with their communities. Please tell me. I really want to know. I would like to find one. As I think sometimes I may be in just a one-track mind looking at Wax only and seeing what the Wax ecosystem is doing and not taking a peek at what the other blockchains are doing. Sure, some of the blockchains should be tackling regulations and all these other crazy things but gosh i mean when when have you seen that you could just type be a moderator and make money 
and nobody, nobody's even paying you. You're just getting paid in a token to play a game if you would like, or to sell it to people playing that game. When can when is that ever a thing? And guess what? You can actually get two tokens every time you hit freaking enter and type a certain amount of letters in a chat program. And you can make currency. You can sell for real U.S. dollars. Bonkers. Freaking bonkers, right? And guess what? That's not going to last forever. That's the marketing budget. That's the way, that's the marketing budget for the project. By them doing that little bit of mining you're doing from typing. And I'm talking about it. Cool. That's our marketing budget. That's how they do it. Look at Taco. Taco is one of the biggest apps on the ecosystem of Wax. And it's very critical for Wax's success, which is why I bet pretty hard in it. I bought three of their memberships. There's a hundred of them. They're now going for $2,400. Of course, I sold them a lot less because I'm stupid, but I kept one and it's going to remain there forever. And it gives me access to every single claim of every single game on Wax that is currently enabled. And now what does Taco do? Taco helps enhance the ecosystem. Why? Because going to every single freaking website to claim all your little gaming tokens to play the game is ridiculous. But Taco saves that. You go to one app, you click on a button, you click claim, and you can sell it right there, then and there, for a token and sell it for money. Freaking amazing. Love the Taco guys. They're on Instagram now. So go follow them, taco.wax. They're amazing. They do giveaways all the time, like everybody else. Um, we need to start getting people away from giveaways and finding new fun ways to bring new users in and not just helping the people who are in crypto currently. Uh, let's bring new users into this ecosystem, people. All right. Um, so that's Taco. I don't know where we're going with this podcast. There's literally no agenda. Just talking through the moves I'm making and seeing if they're correct and sound. Um, so I'm always looking for new projects to get into. Um, I'm always watching the little leaderboards on Atomic Hub. And nothing right now is really sticking out a lot, except for the little panda game, even though it's brand new. It's kind of in the second wave of um, wax projects that really took off. Um, It will definitely have some lulls because they're going to have a development cycle, just like our planet did, right? And it all comes down to the decisions they make. Now, what's the first wave of wax projects that I kind of see, from my opinion? Uh, Alien Worlds, it started it. And then from Alien Worlds, went straight to our planet. And Alien Worlds fed our planet to start to be a beast into parabolic levels. And those are the two projects that really started to kick off wax. And people lost a lot of money if they sold, right? They probably will because they burned their Aether. And Aether will probably never go back up to the prices it it was ever again. Um, Because there's too much supply being um, brought way more than users could even use at this current moment for that game if you sell now. So those are the two, the first wave. The second wave is really this farmer's world. Um, just starting now is really the second wave. Any of the farming games, farming tales and world, um, the panda game, we've got the, I don't even know much about an expansion game, the, gosh, Azteca. Actually, no, the second wave kind of was Nova Rally. Sorry. Second wave was Nova Rally and Olive Land, some of the Sammy Snake community stuff. Um, Taco app is definitely like a new one coming up. It's consistently been doing well. Man, I need to stop selling their token, damn it. I keep selling all of it because it's worth a dollar. Um, and then the third wave, yeah, is all these new ones. But the third wave, you got to be careful with, in my opinion. They have a lot of hype around them and you're getting new packs because all the new users here are here and they want to be early adopters. 
like games like Ancient Realms, but they have to go through the development cycles to make sure it's good. Ancient Realms I actually really like a lot because I've seen the game. It's kind of a cool little clicking adventure, right? It's no more than just clicking around your dungeon with your attributes. It's no different than, gosh, like Dungeons and Dragons clicking a button. It's just digitalized. And oh, by the way, you can sell your stuff as NFTs and make money. So that's definitely different. But um, let's take a look at, let's do a little analysis on Ancient Realms. And I need to make a YouTube video, damn it. I just keep doing podcasts and walking around and then doing my nine to five. But with Ancient Realms, we've seen the beta. It looks good. UI is clean. It's a quick little clicking game. You little farm your, your food. You get your armor ready. You get a ton of food. You go fight your little monster. And you have to be active in playing this game. You have to actually do something while you're playing the game. You have to actually click the button or look if you're going to die and then click a button so you do not die and then click another button. Like, right? It's not really skill-based, but it does take time and it does rely on your NFTs being awesome. And then you'll generate a currency in-game that you can do shit with. You can either buy stuff in the game or you could sell it to people that want to play the game. That's the entire freaking thing. So are you a farmer or are you a gamer? If you're a gamer and you want to not sell anything and try to get really big, the opportunity is massive if this game happens to really take off. If you're a farmer, you're not going to make a ton. You're just going to farm this currency and you're going to sell it to the players. You'll just be making consistently all throughout, right? But the, the potential to go completely massive and parabolic um, and selling off every time you get a little tiny bit, you probably won't get completely rich if you do want to get rich. And that's your goals when crypto, which I don't think is the point of this. But look at, let's take a use case of uh, Ken Balzac. Ken looks like he has like millions of dollars in his account from Splinterlands. He supported that game all the way through, right? <laughs> through and through. His account went to $100,000. He showed it. Didn't sell anything. $200,000, dollars $5 however much it is worth now. Didn't sell it. Still hasn't sold it, right? He's a huge proponent. Huge um, proponent. I don't even know if that's the right word or the, the right word to use right now. Uh, he's a huge, huge catalyst for that game really taking off. Showcasing you can play to earn, right? And he didn't sell. He was a gamer. He's not a farmer. Me, I'm a little of both. I like to kind of make sure I'm safe in what I'm doing, get my money back in my investment, and just start to make more uh, wax and just stack the currency. So if I want to exit, I can. Um, but for me, it is about gaming and farming. Um, I'm always going to be a little of both. I'll most likely never in a game be the biggest whale ever because it's too risky for me. I don't think I could have that much money on the line ever to just uh, bet on one team that I don't know that's from a different country in all these blockchain games and I haven't seen their face. I don't think I could do that in the crypto space. It's just not my, not me. Uh, I am definitely more of a farmer. And let's talk farming in the next little topic here. Uh, this is kind of a underrated project. Uh, some of the projects I'm in that are definitely more indie, I would say, in nature. And I would kind of coin that Wax is the perfect indie game um, for all blockchain games. Ethereum and Solana and all these big, huge, bringing in Disney executives. That's the AAA games. These games are going to take years to make. This is the indie blockchain. Like Wax, we're not making, a lot of them aren't making AAA projects. Maybe they are. They're just not really showing it at this current moment. They're more indie games. They're more app games. They're a little fun. Could go massively parabolic. Um, something like Clash Dome easily could, right? If it's a grind to earn. 
that's a new term that people will definitely start talking about grinding to earning basically clicking a button or playing a game to earn money and then help make more money kind of crazy right grind to earn gte i think that's going to be a new term pretty soon um or some cool marketing term even though i'm a marketer but i'm terrible at it um where were we at with this we talked splinterlands we talked all sorts of stuff indie games so uh what's one indie game i'm completely in is actually helping me a lot and i'm just farming at this point i'm not actually gaming too much anymore is alien ships freaking alien ships i put a lot in there i'm on the leaderboard for purchases not sales for sure but um i'll play the game i'll you can actually literally play a game you can do a little starship shooter like galaga and play to earn pretty freaking sick and that team is on it they deploy things every freaking week now has it got a lot of users no but i'm completely behind them because they literally deliver every damn week there's not much after, uh, activity in discord but they deliver new shit every week similar to the kate team kate team does that a lot c-a-i-t if it's new to you they do a freaking shit ton of work for the uplift and for all different types of communities i'm backing all of their projects because they literally just do work and it gets out and it's quick it's the indie game and it's amazing what's another project that does that i think the kate team might be behind this and i need to take a breath Oh, I think I haven't taken a breath for 17 minutes. The next one is, God, there's so many. This is ridiculous. I'm going crazy. Uh, Gala 123 Galactic or Galactic 123. Kind of got on my radar from a buddy named Wax Russ. Um, he's a super cool guy. He's got the BBC Racing um, uh, horse track racing and the uplift. So you can literally race horses and bet on them and stuff. Freaking crazy. He started going like wailing into this one two three galactic or galactic one two three whatever it's called, and I'm like, eh, what is this? Okay, and then I started to finally I had some time. I looked into it, and I didn't wail into it, but I definitely got in, um, decently heavy for me. And um, it's basically a game that has a ton of freaking functionality. It's ridiculous. This game has more stuff out there than literally any blockchain game on Wax. You can do so much shit. It's bonkers. Thing is, it doesn't look cool right? It's a complete indie game. And it's different than how everybody else is doing it, which is why I like it. Like, look at, look at all these games that, like, my friend just sent me one on Solana or something. The Disney executives are doing this crazy game. It's going to be like Call of Duty with mechs and aliens and shit. And it looks fucking awesome. It's a look target, right? They're just, just a, a, a freaking cinematic and that's it. No gameplay, nothing. You got to be in that thing for years to get anything, unless you want to sell your stuff for a profit because the hype comes in and you can sell your NFT, right? Like Star Atlas. Look at this game, Galactic 123. It's got so much in it. It's an ad platform. You literally click around, you go to people's planets. It's kind of like Alien Worlds. Uh, what Alien Worlds wants to be, kind of. You go to the planet, you click on their stuff, you mine some. Uh, mine some stuff and it enhances if you buy a drill and every time you click instead of getting one thing you get two things if you buy 50 drills you get 50 things as opposed to one thing helps with bot prevention but this game has everything literally it just looks terrible and it's not an egg on them they're working on the things working on the things that are important to the game getting the infrastructure set up now they have this all they need 
It's basically putting lipstick on a pig, right? But this is not a pig. This is a supercharged racehorse, ready to go. They just need to put some lipstick on it. And then it's going to just take off, in my opinion. Now, it really just depends for early adopters how they handle the economics. Like if they just blow out and say, all right, because we need new people, we're just going to give away all the shit that the early adopters had for nothing, then early adopters are going to get screwed, right? So that that is a huge risk to get into something like this because of that one fact. Um, so we'll see. Galactic 1, 2, 3. I'm a fan. I bought my planets, and you can literally, by just owning the planets, go to Nefty Blocks. There's a timer. You can claim something every day, every other day, if you own a certain amount of assets. And you can mine this currency, and you can sell it on a different blockchain called Tron, which I know little about. And you can sell this currency on Wax just by clicking a button. And oh, by the way, you can do it all freaking day. Grind to earn. And every minute, if you just move from one planet to another, you just, just by clicking, you are making a little currency. You can use it in the game, or you can sell it on a marketplace. Bonkers. Or if you really wanted to, you could just click all day. You can, that's really all it is. It's just clicking, using your time. And oh, by the way, they have a nice little ad platform. You can use these little tokens you get to put on ads. And I put some referral links or some other games on it. It's freaking bonkers. Anyway, that's Galactic123. This is a ton of fun. I could talk for literally seven days on all of this stuff. If you made it this far, if it's useful, DM me on Instagram. I think one person did last time. So we're reaching one person. So I appreciate that. But to sum it all up, for me and my journey, I need to focus on my project. I need, and to do that, I need to focus on my life and get my day job on course. Um, it's definitely super stressful, my current day job. And I can't even do all the work even when I work eight hours a day. It's freaking stressful. But to get to a certain spot on that will help unlock me for um, the crypto space. And I'm looking forward to kind of set some goals, not kind of, I did set some goals to be a little slower on the crypto space, even though it's this huge bull run to get my mind right. So I can start creating in 2022. Um, even though a lot of people do goals in the new year, I just gave myself that two month window to get my shit straight, get my business set up correctly start to understand how taxes work in crypto and then I want to sell my NFT what to do. I just want to do it correct. Um, even if a bull run passes me, I'm okay with that. Um, but that's just me. Anyway, hopefully this helped you. If it didn't, well, I'm sure only one person made it this far. So have a nice morning. It's still dark. Still walking around this tree. Super foggy and my hands are freezing. Gosh, sacrifices, huh? Yeah, not really. But this was fun. All right. It's all about fun. Have a great day. Oh my God, 23 minutes, Rob. What the shit? All right. Have a great day.